Good morning, and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring, and that's my fine wife, Beth. On today's call, get ready for are, our Do Not Be Afraid scripture. I know. On this, I was waiting for you to announce it. It's a tremendous Tuesday. Okay. Yes. Deuteronomy 1.29. Deuteronomy 1.29 says, Then I said to you, do not be terrified. Do not be afraid of them. I keep getting the idea, honey, that we are not to be afraid of what people can do. Okay. On today's program... We're going to talk about, this may be an interesting title, but it's the one the Lord led me to. That's a slap in the Lord's face. Wow. You feel misunderstood? You feel there isn't anybody who understands you? Do you disapprove of how you look? Do you stay within your comfort zone because that's how you view yourself? If you answered yes to any of the above questions, and we need to introduce you to our image consultant, as he has a unique way of looking at and dealing with people. Here are two quotes to understand, well, underscore, let me say that way, underscore your need for a makeover by an image consultant. Dr. Maxwell Maltz, the author of Psycho-Cybernetics, fabulous book written 40 years ago, said, People act like the person they conceive themselves to be. And Zig Ziglar, the master motivator and Southern Baptist layman, said, A person cannot consistently perform in a manner which is inconsistent with the way they see themselves. Now, here are seven things our image consultant wants you to know or wants to make sure you know. Number one, you were created in his image. Genesis 1.26, 1.26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. You were created to be the master of the universe. The Living Bible translation of Genesis 1.26 says it this way. Then God said, let us make man, someone like ourselves, be the master of all life upon the earth and in the skies and in the seas. Mm. Number two, God has and is continually proving mm -hmm. his love for us. One of the ways to prove you love someone is to give them something precious. May not be expensive, may be expensive, but the unique gift, the uniqueness of the gift, whether or not it costs the giver anything, determines in many cases the true value of the gift. John 3.16, <clears throat> John 3.16 says, For God so greatly loved, this is from the classic Amplified, by the way, For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave up his only begotten unique son so that whoever believes in, trusts in, clings in, relies on him, shall not perish, come to destruction, be lost, but have eternal, everlasting life. God loved you and us so much that he gave, yes, the thing that was most valuable to him, a gift really unlike any other. In Romans 5 8, 5 8, classic amplified, it says, But God shows and clearly proves his own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, Christ the Messiah, the anointed one, died for us. That is what we call real love. Number three, 
You're one of his kids. Your Heavenly Father can defeat every foe. You're one of his kids. Never take for granted or treat it lightly. We could cite numerous verses, but we're only going to give you two, both from 1 John. 1 John 3, 1 and 2. 1 John 3, 1 and 2, classic amplified. See what an incredible quality of love the Father has given, shown, bestowed on us, that we should be permitted to be named and called and counted the children of God. And so we are. We know that when he comes and is manifested, we shall, as God's children, resemble and be like him. For we shall see him just as he really is. 1 John 5, 1, Classic Amplified. Everyone who believes adheres to, trusts, and relies on the fact that Jesus is the Christ and Messiah, is a born-again child of God. And everyone who loves the Father also loves the one born of him and his offspring. Number four, God has plans for you. Jeremiah 29, this is verse 11, but we're going to read it through 13. In the New International Version, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. You know, we. my husband always loves to talk about when the first time he ever read Jeremiah 29, 11. We all have those verses, you know, that just hit us the first time we've read them. When I read it, honey, let me just interject. For the first time, I fully understood, fully understood, that God had plans for Harold Harris. Hallelujah. We want you to take a moment and realize that God has plans for you. In fact, we encourage you to personalize that verse. The contemporary English version of Jeremiah 29 says, I will bless you in the future, filled with hope, a future of success, not of suffering. The Word of God says, I will bless Mary with a future filled with hope future of success, not suffering. Suffering. I will bless you, Layla, with a future filled with hope, future of success, and not suffering. Personalize that. Get it down in your spirit. It'll bless you so much. Mm-mm. Number five, God provides for every need you have. Look at the three verses here in Philippians 4. Philippians 4, 6 says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God your needs and don't forget to thank him for all his answers. Hallelujah. When we commune with our Heavenly Father, he always, and I mean always, provides for and empowers us to achievement beyond our natural mind or abilities. Look at Philippians 4.13. Think about this. For I can do everything God has asked me to do with the help of Christ who gives me the strength and power. It's the Lord who empowers us. Philippians 4.19. 4.19 says, And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. I want to say one thing about Philippians 4.13. If you listen to our broadcast, you know I'm a Yankee fan. And you also know I'm a big Aaron Judge fan. 
from the Yankees. If you go to, used to be a cool Twitter now, it's called X. If you go to his site, the banner across the top is Philippians 4.13. Yep, that's cool, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Number six, God never wants you to feel unloved and unappreciated. We're going to read Ephesians 1, 3 through 6 in the Message Bible, where we find seven reasons why God wants you to feel loved, appreciated, and highly valued. Here's the scripture. How blessed is God, and what a blessing he is. He's the Father of our Master, Jesus Christ, and takes us to the high places of blessing in him. Long before he laid down the earth's foundations, he had us in mind, had settled on us as the focus of his love, to be made whole and holy by his love. Long ago, he decided to adopt us into the family through Jesus Christ. What pleasure he took in planning this. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of his lavish gift-giving by the hands of his beloved son. Mm. Meditate on that today. Once again, Ephesians 1, 3 through 6. Wow. Number seven, God will not condemn what he created. In Romans 8, 1, 8, 1 in the classic Amplified, it says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation, no judging guilt of wrong, guilty of wrong for those who are in Christ Jesus, who live and walk not after the dictates of the flesh, but after the dictates of the spirit. Yes. God chose not to condemn us to an eternity of damnation, but rather he gave us a choice that we could enter the abundant and eternal life that he provided through Jesus Christ. If God isn't going to condemn you, do you really think anybody else has the right to do it? Think about this. I'm talking about anybody in your past, anybody in your present. Absolutely not. Now that we understand how our image consultant views us, isn't that wonderful? We need to consider several other things. We need to recognize that we can improve our self-image. That is the truth by applying the word of God. But here are two verses that are confirmation of our ability to change how we view ourselves. Ephesians 4.24, 4.24 Classic Amplified. And put on the new nature, the regenerate self created in God's image, in other words, God-like, in true righteousness and holiness. And think about Colossians 3.10, 3.10 Classic Amplified. And have clothed yourselves with a new spiritual self, which is ever in the process of being renewed and remolded into fuller and more perfect knowledge upon knowledge after the image, the likeness of him who created it. Hallelujah. Amen. We should never confuse who we are with what we can do or what we've done. First, we encourage you to create a written list of what you've done so far in your life. Second, create a list of your strengths and weaknesses. Write down how to maximize the former, minimize the latter. And pay attention to your strengths and the weaknesses so they do not hinder you. Third, improve your self-image by increasing your skills. Guild involved in a structured personal growth and development plan. There's Bible studies everywhere, otherwise known as renewing your mind. We have a spiritual entrepreneur. It's an incredible book, 21-Day Information Guide to Success, that's 
I think, pretty much on our website. It is. Fourth, create a positive confession about your self-image. You should be you should be speaking over yourself every day. We've talked about this, but not really in a while. Speak the pure, the powerful, and the positive over your life. These are promises of God to be made real. Put your name in these promises. And then when talking to yourself or describing yourself to others. Hallelujah. Fifth, and finally, never ever say you have a poor self-image. Actually, that's a slap in the face of God because he created you in his image and after his likeness, and there is nothing poor about it. Hallelujah. You know, that's why the title of this, that's a slap in God's face. That's it. When we deny who we are in him, mm-hmm. really, that's, that's a slap. That is being, that is being, disrespectful to God who made the one who made you he made you a masterpiece and it's up to us to do make the choices of reading putting the word to work it's not like we don't have what is necessary to renew our minds necessary to you know make our lives better it's right at our fingertips it's called the word of God amen hallelujah hallelujah and until tomorrow morning at 8 30 eastern God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. God bless you. Bye-bye.